Hello, sexy nerds of the Nerd Imperium. Welcome to this week's episode of the Currently Nerdy Podcast. We are your inner conclave of nerd, and my name is Diz, and I'm your pop culture and sports nerd, Ali. I am only your classic nerd. And I'm Veer McCombo. What are you nerd. doing? I was punching in the air. I was trying to get I was trying to get blood back into my arms. Okay. Hey. Yeah. I, thought you, I thought you were getting bumped up or something like that. Yeah, I thought yeah. you were doing a dance for Ali or some yeah. shit. Yeah, like no, because uh, Diz Ali. taught me, Diz taught me this, this Bollywood Z, dance Z, thing Z. on his Instagram. It oh, was yeah. V's mating call. Yeah. <laughs> it was his mating dance. Yeah, do you have a mating dance? Yes, I do. He was actually for the record. Most people don't know this about V. Can I share this? Is that if I can share this? Well, well, I, well, you should have told me before you started recording. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Dude, I, I give you permission to share it. He was he was part of dance in high school. Oh, yeah, I can see that. Dance appreciation. He was act, dance uh, appreciation, yeah, right? Oh, DA? Yeah, yeah, yeah. DA, yeah. Which yeah. Is like one of the, for whatever reason, our school had like 85 different dance groups, right? Mm. There was like cheer, the song, yeah, yeah, yeah. which well, I don't know why it was called song because they danced. Yeah, yeah. So there was like 80 of them. He was part of it, the smaller one. Yeah. DA, he was actually really, really good. Were you a break dancer? He did, uh, did hip hop. Yeah, I did pop lock. Yeah, I can see. He's actually see. very good. I could, I could see. I know I don't give credit. I don't, I don't give yeah. compliments out very. I can't read it. You know, like willy nilly. He was actually genuinely good. I wish people could see. Even had the gloves, the little color gloves. Yeah, well, I used gloves, to do this you know. thing. It was called conjuring. Ah, it was like with lights. But oh, like, you do a different type of conjuring. Yeah, I summon the dead. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. doesn't count as a dance. Oh, okay, fair enough. Only a dance with the dead. Although I did a dance once. And for whatever reason, a fiery pentagram just showed up below me. So I don't know what happened. I was trying to kill him. Yeah, and These then it started happen. to rain sulfur. But it was a yeah. junior year, senior year, senior year. Yeah, yeah, it was. He was actually quite talented. That was that was back when I was still fulfilling all the Asian stereotypes. Ah. So it had to be part of a hip hop. Yeah, this is before yeah. the K-pop thing was a thing. But dance appreciation was, was predominantly Asian, it's pretty right? Much, pretty much all Asian, but like most of the hip hop teams in Orange County well, uh, were Asian. actually predominantly well, who Asian. Who was the other group? The Chapa the, 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 the white dudes, all the white dudes, they had a dance team. The, oh, the guys that did the river dance. The stuff. river dance, what were they called? The oh, Nazis. I don't even know. They, I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, dude. That was your problem. <laughs> that was your problem. <laughs> you didn't hear what I said before. You're like the group of white dudes, the KKK. It's a young high school. I mean, in fact, Fairness. I mean, I'm pretty sure chance. some of them may have voted Trump. So. I'm just saying, man. Let's, let's just be well, I mean, you know, I mean, to be fair, someone that we're going to high school with is running on a conservative platform in yeah, Washington. So he can kiss my ass, too. Yeah. Fuck him. <laughs> Fuck him. Um, look, man, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm very drained right now. I'm Dude, physically, emotionally, mentally. Did you see my tweet? No. I tweeted out. I'm like, okay, that's enough socializing for the rest of the summer. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I tweeted that out. Yeah. Everyone's like, yeah, I can see yeah, this. I'm actually surprised you lasted as long as you did. I'll be honest. There's a, the AEC was it this weekend. Is yeah, Afghan, Con. Afghan American Conference. Which, by the way, there was a, we did this thing at the end where we're like, when I feel this, I want this. Uh-huh. And then they also did, I will commit. So yeah. like everyone stood up and they did a very self affirmation. I commit to this. Uh-huh. But you know what my commitment was? To sleep. My commitment is to say no to every invitation for the rest of summer. Mm. Oh, fair enough. Every fair. invitation. Someone invites me, do you want to go to dinner? No. Yeah. That's what I commit to. I, but how was that different from what you did before? Yeah. Not much. I, I mean, sometimes it's up in the air. You got to make goals achievable. Yeah. It's really realistic goals. I'm a very realistic person. Yeah. I actually stood up for the commitment thing. You did. Yeah. I did. I stepped, I stood up. I said, I commit to showing my brother's love. Dudes out here, I'm going to hug you motherfuckers. Whether you like it or not, you're going to get and a hug did. from me. He yeah. did. He actually did it. I went and I hugged, I hugged all the men. I hugged mm-hmm. every guy in the conference. Some of the dudes, I didn't know them, but I kept, I crept from behind them and hugged them from wait, the wait, back. Wait, was it consensual? Nope. 
No. Wow. Mine wasn't. Oh, okay. <laughs> His wasn't. Everyone else. <laughs> no, mine wasn't. Come here, come here. Yeah. Everyone else. I just look at them like, bring it in. And they just come and they'd hug me. Anyway, so Afghan American Conference is a very, it's a, it's, a large conference, 400 people, a yeah. pretty big conference. Uh, half of which Diz non-consensually hugged. Yeah. So nah, 30%. More than 30%, because yeah. it's predominantly female, actually. That's even better. Yeah. yeah. So it's a large conference that was organized. This is the fifth annual conference. conference. It's once a year, and it's mm-hmm. done on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Mm-hmm. It's an academic, professional, cultural, social conference. It's a smorgasbord. It's a smorgasbord of all things. There's a personal components of it will involve psychological development there's social components of it like talking about gender relationships and mental health there's professional components like round tables with medical professionals law professionals education professionals there's cultural moments uh, learning how to attend national dance of the afghanistan. history of music um the theft the, of afghan history the history of afghanistan which was done by yours truly mm. gender sessions like the question of gender dynamics healthy masculinity done by diz was Yes, I did healthy masculine. This, this guy, guy. Yeah. Yeah, this, I led healthy masculinity. There was a brave spaces, brave spaces for mental health, addiction. So it's a it's an intense conference mm-hmm. put on by an all volunteer group of an organizing committee, um, and this was their fifth year, and it happened to be at UCI. Ah. So it was my, both kind of like my last hurrah at UCI, yeah. and it was a chance to attend the Afghan American Conference. It was very bizarre. I was like, I was on home turf, mm-hmm. but it was like home turf that I was going to say goodbye to. So there's a bittersweet kind of emotional component, but overall, a very well done conference this year. I enjoyed right? it. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot more. Last year... Uh, last year was a little weird. Yeah, last year we did it in New York, and I... it. So it took me a lot this year to apply. I almost mm. didn't do it, and then because I, of last year, yeah, because of last year, right? And like I know we said a lot of great things about last year, but then after the conference, a lot of things are, came up that like made me think like, yeah, eh, maybe it wasn't the greatest. It's idea still a ago. good conference. Still a good conference overall. Yeah. Um, but this year, like I had, I had a lot of reservations of signing up, mm. and then you know, like it was at UCI, and I'm like. It's in my hometown. Yeah, like, it's down the street from me. Literally down. I'm like, it's like 20 minutes away from me. Like, what am I doing? So I applied, and I applied as a conference ambassador. Uh, Which is a fancy word for volunteer. volunteer. Yeah. By the way, mm-hmm. uh, for those of you listening on the committee who made up the word conference ambassador. Clever. You sneaky sons of bitches. Yeah, you convinced a bunch yeah. of grown-ass people to volunteer yeah. for free 15-hour yeah. plus days. That's yeah. clever. Yeah. What was it before? Smaller volunteers. They didn't do a lot of work. What what was your title before that? Just participant Participant. and facilitator. Yeah. You know, like I led uh, last year, I did uh, an action planning session. Action planning session. And then before that, you did gender. Gender dynamics. Then I was on a round table. I was a scholar. uh, We should also mention congratulations to her. Yeah. Because Dr. Dr. Sadiq. Dr. Sadiq. Congratulations to Dr. Sadiq. I saw that on her Facebook. You make us all proud. Also, happy birthday. I think it's her birthday. It's her birthday. Happy birthday. She turned 21 again. I love you. I know she's never grown from twenty one. Yeah, she's twenty one again. She's per- she's older than me. Yeah, shut up, man. But she's perpetually young. Yeah, but perpetually yeah. eternally young. She's twenty one again. Twenty one. Um, but yeah, I uh, I saw that conference ambassador role. And I was like, oh, this sounds cool. I'll be an ambassador. Yeah. You know. Then I volunteered for fifteen hours a day. But it, I wouldn't have done it any other way. Like honestly, mm-hmm. like I I think the way that I did the conference this year, going out, making sure everyone was having a good time, making sure things ran smoothly. Working on the other side of it this year was yeah. kind of different. It was it was, cool. it was a busy conference to yeah. be honest with you, but it was also probably one of the best ran so far mm-hmm. i mean they've all they've obviously got their formula work down five years now yeah. mm-hmm. but um just i think 
yeah. in terms of running logistics it went really really yeah. well you throw a little diz on things and things get better it baby. didn't it wasn't as messy it wasn't as organized disorganized it was very well done very professional mm-hmm. mostly on time which is that in of itself is yeah. a fucking for afghans huh yeah, yeah. seriously yeah. that in of itself is yeah. a, an amazing so uh, I, feature important question guys and this is really all i care about uh-huh. the food yes what did you guys the eat? food was okay. really good this right, year yeah. Yeah. so last year they had these food kind trucks. of food trucks, this Mediterranean, like basically halal guys last year, but okay, it yeah, made yeah. me feel funky. It yeah. made me feel a little more funky. food trucks most of the time. So they had yeah. the first day, I'm going to break this down to you. First day they'd had the same food truck thingy, but from um, at Los Angeles, something called like New York Euro or something like that. Yeah. I should know their names because I want to give them a shout out, but it was really good. Okay. It was actually really good. I got mine was uh, beef and chicken. No, the first day was Ike's, bro. The lunch the was Ike's. Place? Oh. Lunch was Ike's. Like, Ike's loves the sandwiches? Yeah. 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 Lunch was Ike's. And yeah. Ike's was, oh, you can never go wrong with it's Ike's. Ike's right? yeah. But dinner was that yeah. hero thing. Mm-hmm. And it was really good, and it was delicious, and had the white sauce or the red sauce. I always want white sauce. Too spicy, right? Mm-hmm. It's actually really good. I enjoyed it. I was surprised, because usually that stuff makes my stomach... It's like faux Mediterranean food, like vaguely Mediterranean. Yeah. It's a Mediterranean spices with rice and chicken and well, salad. I found that... Uh, I don't know about this place, but halal guys, what they do is... Because they cater mostly to drunk people. Yeah, I don't just like the throw. They throw a lot of like mayonnaise and stuff in the white sauce, no. and they make the hot sauce extra hot, because... Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't like the halal guysification of or chipotlefication of food i don't like the the yeah. mess right there's just we're gonna dump everything in a bowl and you're gonna eat it yeah. i don't like that i don't eat that way mm-hmm. i like my foods to follow certain tastes yeah, and my palate. Yeah, i don't like that yeah but this place was really good mm-hmm. then saturday came about um and saturday for lunch they had burritos yeah. afghan burritos yeah cobble west yeah cobble west which is a, a place down here in san diego really popular caters afghan food LA, I think. really good the chips were a little salty mm-hmm a little too much salt, but Afghan burritos. So it's like Afghan seasoning with beans and rice in it. Really, really good. Delicious. Mm-hmm. Loved it. And then dinner was Afghan food. Yeah. So because Saturday is their big day. That's where there's a there's a banquet and there's nice, nice, performances nice. and dances and whatnot. And Atan, the national dance of Afghanistan. And so the food was Palau, but Kabuli Palau, which is yeah. has uh, carrots and raisins. They need to stop that because I don't eat Kabuli Palau. Yeah. That shit, yeah. Food. But I don't mind with the raisins. I don't like the I don't okay. like the raisins and carrots. I don't like that. Yeah, because you're then a they, foreigner. You then know. they have white rice with sabzi, spinach. He's a gatekeeping my, yeah, no, my Afghan something. food here. Then they had yeah. chicken and uh, mushrooms. Oh, nice, very good. Shola, which is like a uh, lentils. Yeah, like mashed like a lentils, mush. mushed lentils. Very good. Spicy, hella spicy. Mm. Overall, very good food. Very good food. I, nice. I left a little early Saturday. I'm, I'm with really you. jealous. I. I, I had I had a a slum week. I, all I ate this weekend was nachos. Oh, what type of nachos? Just like just like I just like, like you nachos, made it yourself. I made a lot of it, but I would go to like random places. There was a taco truck outside my work, so I had my own AAC as it were. Asians around cheese. It was pretty much my own thing this weekend. But literally, all I fucking ate was, was like nachos? grilled cheese sandwiches, quesadillas, and nachos. And while it's good for like a day, right? Like I'm so fucked up right now off of cheese. It's not even funny. Oh, jeez. Yeah. And then Sunday's food was euros. Nice. Okay. It was euros. I think it was euros, right? Mm-hmm. The food inside was the same as yeah. this. Okay. Yeah. It was good. It was very good. Overall, good conference. Did you had fun? I had a great time. I had fun. I mean, I, I was tired. This it really knocked me yeah, out. Of course. Yeah. I know that. Like I, 
Friday I stayed a little bit, but then I I, I didn't I didn't go out at night. Yeah, I don't. Do, but you I, don't normally go out after no, the end of the no. conference. No, I mean so. last year I didn't. Right, last year I got pizza and I went home yeah, right, to my hotel. The Saturday night I left a little early, so it went till ten. I left around nine thirty, a little bit like nine twenty. Ate food, hung out for a little bit with some people, and then I went. Yeah, I'm done for the day. It was a long day. Yeah, of course. It was er- started early, nine thirty in the morning. Yeah, yeah. So it was twelve hours, and I'm not, a, and I'm an introvert. So like for that, that for me is probably pretty drained. Yeah, after and that, then I Sunday, I was out of there. Like like the second it ended, You're done. I was out like a bat out of. I think I was like the third person out of the parking structure. Oh no, yeah. See Thursday. Before the conference, I had, to go to there, UC, yeah. I had to go to UCI. I was there Thursday. I dropped off keys. Yeah, you dropped off keys. and then But I didn't see you because you came after me, yeah, I think. I got there at 2. Oh, yeah. I yeah. left at one thirty. Yeah. So I got there at 2. I was there until like 6-ish. And then like we went and got some in and out and stuff at UTC. And then we went to Fanus. I heard was, you guys went to Fanus. Yeah, which is like a Mediterranean hookah bar. Like a Persian-owned hookah bar. And they did like... Why don't you guys go down to the one that's in San Clemente, the Mediterranean place? This one offered us uh, a fundraiser. They said... Oh, they okay. With, uh, all, I think they said 20% of the proceeds would yeah, go to... Because there's a nice little Mediterranean place on San Clemente. I forgot what it's called. Uh, I'm not sure. Gina's? No, no, it's called Gina's. No, you're, you're thinking uh, Three Olives or some shit. That's yeah. the one. Yeah. yeah. Olive tree or olive branch. Yeah, branch. olive branch. The olive branch. The olive branch. The olive branch. Yeah, it's not big it. enough for all of us. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. gotcha. Um, That's and, also hookah, right? Yeah, it's also hookah yeah. food. But yeah, they offered us 20%. So okay, good. So they so, got some fundraisers. So we got some fundraisers. And then Friday, where'd you guys go? Friday, we went to Aqua Lounge. Okay. Yeah. Went to Aqua Lounge. I Friday heard Aqua Lounge, they started playing Avgan music yeah, for you guys. Friday night. Yeah, they started playing Avgan music for us. Because the they're night. like, we've never had this many people. Yeah. Yeah. It was packed. Yeah. Because AAC brings money. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, local economy. Professional professionals there, people yeah, yeah. like the medical field. Yeah. And stuff also, like, four hundred people like, descending on any yeah. small city that has an impact. Yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah. Saturday was packed too. We went to Aqua Lounge. But they went to Aqua Lounge on Friday, and then they went to afterwards. On they all went to Nubia. They after. went to Nubia. Diz didn't, but everyone I, else yeah. did. I didn't have time, man. It's two in the morning. They're all going to hookah bars after. Yeah, they went I mean, to Nubia. Shit. They went. No, they did that Friday and Saturday. Yeah, yeah. And then Sunday. Uh, the Ishak family was gracious enough to host, host at their Who's house? house. Oh, it was their house. It was their house. That was a house. It was their house. I saw the pictures. That's a house. That's a house, bro. God. Yeah, yeah. It was huge. Eat the rich. Yeah. <laughs> I shouldn't say that they, they support a lot of scholarships. Yeah, they support a lot of, yeah, They're they, very lovely. Ali didn't show up out of principle. Though. I think they 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 gave up. Uh, they gave out twenty thousand dollars in scholarships yeah. this year. Yeah. You know? uh, yeah. They gave uh, out a lot in scholarships. Yeah. They gave out twenty thousand dollars in scholarships, and they graciously hosted an after party for all of us at their house. That's yeah. very nice. And it was amazing. Like there was like at least 150, 200 people at the after party. Oh Jesus. Yeah. And like it was just a good time. There was food. they had a they brought but, in like someone to make tacos. But yet somehow at the end you ended up in Spectrum. That was yesterday. After hours. Oh, that was Monday. Was Monday. Okay, so okay. Monday we did a beach barbecue. I definitely didn't go right? to that one. We did a beach barbecue. Beach? No. Daylight? Yeah, yeah, absolutely not. You lost your mind. Yeah, there was like a hundred of us. The ocean. <laughs> we barbecued. We had hot dogs, hamburgers, pizza. Corn. Corn. I yeah. saw the corn. Yeah, we had a lot of food. Um, well, and then Laguna Beach is known for their Persian and Afghan communities yeah. hanging out there. Yeah, so from there, we went to the Irvine Spectrum because you can't. It's not, you know. Can't leave Southern, Southern California that being at the Irvine Spectrum but you guys were there till late we were there till like 2 in the morning so everything closed at midnight but we st- sat outside yeah, they didn't kick you out story. no they didn't kick us out they're usually pretty strict no they didn't kick us out no, they're usually really strict the security there. guards come around Yeah, no, we're well, I'm, I'm never around the Spectrum that, that no time. you could sit outside You just no like, they ask you they come up and what are you doing no just chilling they didn't uh-huh. give a shit we're sitting there like it's uh, too many they were afraid mm. my, my buddy Omid who's a wonderful musician Omid who's the musician at the 
he uh, he brought his piano out. He started playing some music, and then uh, he brought his piano out to spectate. Piano, sorry, uh, guitar. Sorry, man, I'm tired. Man. I, was, I was out till two in the morning. Now, what night. I want to know, okay? Now he busted out his guitar, and I appreciate that. I heard his music on the uh, Instagram. Yeah, right. Stop saying the Instagram like you're eighty. On his Instagram <laughs> is what Good. I said. Yeah, this guy said the Instagram. He, Instagram. he did. He yeah. did. It's okay. Eighty year old man. Whatever. Either way, right? I uh, saw him playing that shit. <laughs> Right now, he isn't that guy at the party. Yes, he is. Is is, is he is he like the know. born again Christian guy with the button up shirt and the, the puka shells? Yeah, no, bro. He brings I out his acoustic guitar. I have no idea. He's, he's a nice guy. He's a super nice guy. No, someone else. He, we actually made him pull the guitar out from the truck. There was also they also did the, the Af- Afghan American conference. Got talent there. Yeah, there's a bunch of people who like. They're just like, hey, if you want to perform, we'll give you a, a stage platform and perform. You get to perform. It's like a like, talent show type yeah, thing. Dude, that girl who sang Saturday Night, amazing. I forgot her name, Miriam something. She sang Sultana Kalman by Ahmad Zoya. I heard my mom's. Apparently, my mom saw this and I didn't. Oh, yeah. My mom's like, this is a girl saying from Ahmad Zoya. So I went, what? Yeah. (laughs) She's saying it's so beautiful. Like, like, there was like. Well, I was sitting outside, is the issue. So I was in the terrace. I didn't. I was in inside because the inside was really loud. Oh, yeah. Inside was super loud. So I was in the terrace. I ate my dinner there. With uh, chatted with some people and then I left early, like I said. Yeah. Like oh, so you weren't there for Fazli and Sip of Reality? No. no. Fazli is dope. Fazli is an artist from Denmark. Uh-huh. He came out. He, he was one of the, like, the people that like I connected with a lot this conference because every time I'd see him, I'd just be like yelling, Denmark in the house. Mm. Like I met him Thursday. I love how guys connect. Like, what is what is that? Yeah. What was that? Can you explain that to me? Well, Denmark in the house. I'm not even invited to the goddamn thing. Like, I, what do you want me to do? Yeah, I'm no, sitting here listening to all your great stories. All I had was I had FOMO. a bunch of fucking cheese. You're feeling, you're feeling the FOMO. Yeah, yeah but all the FOMO. To FOMO be fair, is, I really enjoyed the cheese. So. FOMO is you do something because you have the fear of missing out, right? I don't understand where this idea of you have FOMO. Because you didn't go, right? Is that what it is? Yeah. FOMO stands for fear of missing out. So you do things in the fear of missing out. Right? Yeah, that's, that's, what, FOMO that's what FOMO is. is. Yeah. But like oh. when people say I'm having major FOMO, what, what they it, mean is that they're they've got it wrong. But yeah, they, they got it wrong. Yeah, I feel like, like I'm missing out. No, it's like yeah. they actually did miss out. Yeah, that's yeah, a difference. Yeah. They okay, had gotcha, mo. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, they didn't have yeah. FOMO. They had mo. Yeah. I have become an etymologist, Ellie. Yeah, I. I, I am an know. academic now. Oh, okay. A, As if it was so easy. Never mind the yeah, 10 really. plus years I've spent. No, no, no. I just explained slang. I'm an etymologist of slang. Listen, I have been your slang etymologist. Slangologist. Yeah, that works. If you end up teaching anything anywhere, we're all going to be fucked. Yeah, I know. Yeah. He Not wanted the way to be that you like to be fucked. He wanted, <laughs> he wanted to be a teacher one day. That's true. Back in the day. He wanted to be a high school political science or history teacher and a coach. Civics. Civics, right? And you wanted to coach what? Football or basketball? Uh, basketball. But you want to be like, so you want to be yeah. that guy. Yeah. What is a, like? A, I mean, how do you define civics exactly? I always kind of wondered about that. Civics, the civics? Yeah. It, they, is it like local uh, government stuff? It's supposed to be American government. Yeah. Oh, okay. Just any form of government is civics. Okay. But I don't know why we call we didn't call it civics. Ours was called American government. Yeah, yeah. Ours, yeah. It's yeah. called civics in middle school and then in high school. Well, civics it is government. also it's also meant to be like not just American government. It's supposed to be like your responsibilities as a citizen. Yeah. That's also civics. Oh, okay. Civics civic is duty. like, here's how the government work. Here's your role. Oh, okay. Civic duty. Oh, I'm sure your Marxist ass probably has all sorts of things to say about that. I, uh, I, led, a, I led a campaign to get someone elected. Peruse, yeah. I think was his name. For? The president of the class. Oh, fair yeah. And I, then mean, I, also led... Led a, I led a campaign also. Yeah? Yeah. For what? For, uh, for I think, senior class president. Oh, I thought my, you were... My candidate won. 
Uh, I led a campaign. He to... also was led a campaign to form the Fellowship of Satanic Athletes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then that's that's when we got all non 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 academic clubs. And I secretly <laughs> led a campaign to get our uh, principal recalled. Yeah. Fellowship. Secretly. Yeah. I was the of the. The puppet master behind that. Yeah, no, no, you, now you played more of the uh, the little finger role. Yeah, I did in those a little things, bit. Whereas I was, I was more. I don't even know what I what you I would were contribute Stark, to. You got your head chopped off. Him? Did you get, you got in trouble mm-hmm. for that satanic athlete? I didn't get, get in trouble for it. Yeah, but I did it with along along with your colleagues, Alex Jabari. Yeah, yeah, but it was now. actually it was actually his idea, and then I I, He's a I helped him in Oklahoma. Uh, yeah, interesting, interesting. But that's neither here nor there. See, now if I would have had the rights that it was afforded to me. You know, by the U.S. Constitution. Oh, dude, call the fuck down, bro. This <laughs> just blew out of the air. If people started... Since when did yeah. you have random bursts of energy? If people started listening to me for once in their goddamn lives... They'd be miserable. Yeah, they would be. But still, you know, <laughs> V-Tran has his rights. V-Tran has no rights. Debate. Yeah. Wow. Shouldn't so, be have rights. I would tell you this right now. You know, it's a good thing that you brought up that whole etymology thing mm-hmm. right words because there was this I, I ran across a thing on twitter this weekend while you guys were out having fun and i was being miserable eating my quesadillas mm-hmm. and your um, grilled cheeses that's not a sad life cheeses. that's a good it was not a sad life for me personally right but to be fair i now have to eat the equivalent of several wicker pieces of furniture to be regular again <laughs> okay with all the cheese and carbs that i had but that's neither here nor there <laughs> okay. So this, you know, uh, th- you know, I was reading this thing this weekend. So this guy, um, Eric Brunetti, right, started this clothing company in the '90s with the uh, the skate. Yeah. It's like a streetwear clothing company, right? And essentially, what it says is like friends you can't trust is what the is what fucked. The, yeah, accurate. And the acronym is fucked. F U C T. Yeah, fucked. Right. And it's supposed to be the streetwear line. Yeah, he made some bullshit about it being a subversive clothing line, which is bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Right. There's nothing subversive about a clothing he line. He just wanted to say fucked. Yeah, yeah. But he's been in a constant kind of battle with the Supreme Court since 2011 uh, because he tried to trademark mm-hmm. the word fucked. Fucked. F U C T. Right. Now, according to the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office, or the PTO, yeah. they basically said, okay, you can't really, we're not going to patent this. They don't let you do anything, quote unquote, scandalous. They yeah. can't, you can't patent anything scandalous. Interesting. Yeah. So th- what's interesting about that is like this weekend, actually, the Supreme Court decided that it was infringing on his First mm-hmm. Amendment rights uh, for them, for the patent office for blocking his trademark, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Which is, uh, which I think is going to bring up some very interesting um Repercussions, or you know, yeah, unintended consequences of the situation. I think uh, Sotomayor actually says that she yeah. said in her said that this is going to have unintended consequences. So she, she, she unfortunate had the, consequences. Yeah. She, Sotomayor dissent, right? Yeah. Um, but not in this, and not in the same way. She's like, I think it was more of this thing where it was everyone in the on the court more or less kind of decided that this yeah. is something that should have been discussed. Yeah, right. But I think the people who dissented. More or less, kind of went well. This is going to open up doors that are going to yeah. be more so problematic. So, her and Kennedy dissented. It, they, parts of it was unanimously agreed, yeah, and parts of it was partially agreed. Okay. And the partially agreed parts, I think, were Kennedy and Sotomayor, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And uh, the the big contention being here the issue of uh, immorality, mm-hmm. indecency, 
uh, and scandalous, right? So there's a series of like regulations about what is immoral or like what is considered the general, ob- obviously immoral, general, obviously scandalous, etc. Right? And so what this raises the question of like, and and this, this has always been the struggle for the Supreme Court is determining where that line really is. Yeah. I mean, quite famously, I think one of the decisions I'll know pornography when I see it yeah, is yeah, the yeah. line, right? Yeah. Or I'll know obs- obscene when, when I, I see, see it, it yeah. right? So yeah. there's obscenity, scandalous, immorality are like the kind of big th- and indecency are the big four. Yeah. And the problem is that the court has to decide what that is. Now, those are socially, culturally decided upon, and they're never quite fixed right Mm -hmm. there's plenty of things that we think are scandalous now that won't be in a few years and there's plenty of things that happened in the past that we think is fucking scandalous as hell but aren't you know that back in the day they didn't think it was scandalous it just made perfect sense so it's always historically socially and culturally contingent these words but the court has to find somehow balance in order to recognize those regulations on free speech while also noting that they can't infringe upon it's like i personally think this fuck thing not a big deal It's it's not it's not it doesn't actually say fucked and even if it did let them trademark it's not like if you can't say fucked but you can say shit. That's an arbitrary line. Yeah, yeah. That's an arbitrary random line. Because didn't, didn't George Carlin have those seven words that you weren't allowed to say? Yeah. yeah. Like, this is, these are the kind of things like regulating morality is always problematic, right? Uh-huh. Because whose morality yeah, are you right. regulating? But the other question is like, also like, they're just swear words. Like one of the issues that Kennedy kind of brings up is, is like, does it make the public space uh, repellent, right? Like, do you feel repelled from the public space? If you do, then you're a prude, right? So I don't know. Like, I I'm a little bit more leaning towards free speech on this one. Yeah. Now I understand. Like, if you've got like pornography on your shirt, that's a problem. Yeah. yeah. But if you've got a naked lady or a naked dude, or it says "fucked" on your shirt, it's not that big a deal. As long as you're not going around and. Campus, like a school, like a kindergarten. Yeah, it's not that like, big a deal. Yeah, don't be a jerk about it. Yeah, don't so be like, a dick yeah. about it. But even then, like, no. Yeah. I mean, it's. I'd rather them go around with a shirt that says "fucked" or 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 a naked lady or a naked dude than guns on their shirt. To be honest with you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. you know what I mean. Uh huh. So, like, um, just anecdotal evidence. Even if you're wearing a shirt that is people might think is lewd like let's say like you have like profanity on your shirt yeah and you go into like a restaurant with uh, profanity on your shirt they have the right to tell you like you can't yeah, come private, private yeah. spaces yeah like, you can't the, come the issue is not private though the question public for spaces? kennedy is public space okay is the public space where because the point the public space is meant to be the most open right because that's the key to the free speech isn't just your ability to say it but your ability to say it in the public sphere which is why mm-hmm. this question on the university campuses right yeah that's why it's a the problem you can say anything on a university campus go out on the street corner and say it go say it out in the middle of the courtyard you aren't entitled to a stage room a classroom with a platform and a mic that's not entitled but any i mean we have all sorts of people that go out there and talk about how like yoga pants wearers are going to hell yeah yeah, those sign the sign because that's the public space yeah um i want to bring up uh hustler case oh larry flint yeah this is a good so I, i looked it up right it was actually uh, a law because it was it was a case that went in the court because of Jerry Falwell. Yeah. So whose son, by the way, is in the news again? For, what did he do? Did he diddle somebody? He's supporting. Well, he got found. You guys didn't hear about this? No. So it turns out that he had uh, obscene photos of his wife or naked photos mm-hmm. of his wife and stuff. Did he uh, revenge porn his wife? He did revenge uh, porn his okay. wife, but he was afraid that they were getting leaked, so he hired Michael Cohen. 
Uh-huh. Trump's lawyer. Yeah. So like the whole thing is like why he's such a big Trump supporter. People are like, oh, he's got there's blackmail about him out there somewhere because a pool boy is involved in some way, shape, or form. We don't know how. Oh, so because sure. he, he, he this pool boy, he gave like he opened a business for this guy. Yeah. Right. So no one knows what. It, but like the reason he's in the news right now is because he came out in support of uh, uh, children in concentration camps. Right. Yeah, so there's a, there's a the Baptists are having a debate right now. One Baptist like. I don't care what your politics is. This is abhorrent, right? Yeah. And follow is like, who are you? You've never run an organization. You're a bureaucrat. If you've ever run an organization, you would know. If you've ever had employees, you would know that there's rules. Running. And people were just calling his ass out. Of just, yeah. just how oh, man, how movie. vacuous his yeah. did, morals are. Cuck Falwell? Well, we don't know what's on? going on. Uh, we don't know what's going so, on. So Jerry Falwell was very like. The daddy. Yeah, he was the daddy. was very Happy like, like, like mm-hmm. anti like. Uh, and like anti-porn he was like this like yeah. proponent of trying to get like hustler and playboy like taken yeah. off the of stands this and that right um what larry flint did was he made an ad on his on hustler like mm. a fake ad called about calampari right it was like a type of liquor mm. and their slogan is you'll never forget your first time mm. so he made a play on uh on that and um he uh so he made a sorry ali just showed me that our 90 year old grandma's sister wants to be friends with him on facebook <laughs> what the hell just happened to me <laughs> should have had him on for, sorry you can't you can't go yeah. well, I mean, that was that was alarming yeah, yeah. a little bit right? um, i have a policy of not adding family over a certain age on facebook. yeah there's yeah. gotta be a rule yeah so Larry Flint made a, a a fictional ad for Campari, and it's Jerry Falwell talking about his first time, and his first time is with his mother, right? <laughs> As Flint is wont to do, oh, geez, right? Yeah, yeah. He said something about his oh, his mom looked better than a hundred dollar Baptist whore. Right? Oh, <laughs> Mama looked better. Than oh my god! Fucking Larry Flint. Uh, so Falwell took him to court for it. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Falwell took him to court for it, saying it was indecent, like you can't say these type of things. Yeah. You know, like, and it's obscene. It's was obscene. Yeah. It's obscene. He's talking about me having sex with my mother. <laughs> Little did he know that became like a popular genre. And Later born in who would have known? Yeah, like that. Yeah, be, that's, yeah. that's late stage capitalism right there. We want to talk about the collapse of the nuclear family. Mm. <laughs> but it it went all the way up to the Supreme Court of the United States. Yeah. And the Supreme Court, because this is an issue of satire yeah, and yeah. free speech, right? Yeah, like parody, right? Because on the bottom of the ad that says this ad is a parody it is not yeah. Yeah, like it's, it's fiction yeah um but the the court ruled in favor of hustler magazine and larry flint in yeah. an eight to zero decision saying yeah. that this upheld free speech yeah. and like you know like and then i'll know what obscene is yeah, when it's, it's, yeah. that's that's because they, 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 they left the definition yeah. up in the air yeah they've never been able to clarify what scandalous obscene uh and an immoral actually mean yeah, I think Scalia was on, was on the majority. Surprisingly, yeah. yeah. Scalia Surprisingly. was on the majority. Wow. Uh, Sandra Day O'Connor, shout out to the first female uh, Supreme Court justice ever. Uh, Thurgood Marshall, uh, Blackman, Brennan, and Stephen. Shout, shout out to Thur- Thurgood Thur- Marshall. Marshall. First, 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 yeah. 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 You know, you know, we, know, we know you're listening. We, yeah, yeah, thanks, Thurgood. Thanks, Thurgood. Yeah, we appreciate you. Represent. Yeah. Thanks, Goody. Yeah. They did a movie about him recently. It's called Marshall. Oh, did they? Yeah, I didn't watch it, though. I, I didn't watch it. He was one of my, my idols growing up. I don't oh. know why. But I love Thurgood Marshall. It's like you remember, like in the elementary school, you have random like public figure idols. Yeah, Yeah, of course. Thurgood Marshall was my like my hero growing up in high school. What's interesting too is about this Falwell thing is this was also done during the era in which 
Yeah, there was, the was a 80s. Moral, the 80s was the moral crusade because there was right after the it was the 70s and the 80s were the moral crusade right because there was the backlash against free love free sex yeah, yeah. and all that stuff the hippies and also like an, a, a gold this was the golden era of of porn yeah. right porn had really got a blown up like as yeah, it, yeah. 60s 70s 60s 80s. 70s and 80s with yeah. the golden age of porn yeah. right I mean, one would argue where you're now in a new era. Yeah, yeah it's true. Yeah. But that was the that was the era was like readily yeah. available via VHS cassettes and whatnot, right? Yeah. So um, it, it was not only the golden age of it. So there was a backlash to it, and the backlash was predominantly by preachers. So there's a and and uh, these family value groups, right? Yeah. This was also the birth of modern conservatism, the the beginnings of the culture war. Nixon was kind of the beginnings of it, right? A little mm -hmm. bit before Nixon, right? But yeah. Nixon ultimately, and then with Reagan, Reagan fully adopts it. This idea yeah. that modern conservatism would adopt traditional values, which was anti-women's progress, women's lib, anti-LGBTQ, uh, anti-abortion, and family values, by which they meant nuclear family, no porn, etc. Now, the funny thing was that this was led by preachers, yep. right? Women activists, but also women conservatives, right? Phyllis Schlatley, etc. Yeah. Gore was one of the yeah, yeah. So Phyllis Schlatley, very famously, right, anti-ERA uh, uh, movement, right, the Equal Rights Amendment, mm -hmm. but also preachers. So you had this mix of like these women activists and these politician activists, and then preachers, preachers, ministers, etc. Falwell being, Falwell made a name for himself. Anita Bryant, right? Anti-gay country singer yeah. uh, who eventually leaves the kind of conservative movement because she ends up having a a child out of wedlock or she yeah, ends yeah. up getting divorced yeah. and and like you know but everyone will always remember her for pie in the face mm -hmm. right she got pied in the face uh and that was the end of her career a gay guy pied her in the face it's like the uh it's like the classic milkshake it's routine. a milkshake yeah, yeah. well that's why people are like D you should be milkshaking you should be because you make these figures as ridiculous as you as they are because laughter kills them they, all they want is to be taken seriously yeah. Yeah. if you ever see ben shapiro laugh in his face like that's like that's the best like result like you literally they just want to be taken seriously have true. you ever seen jordan peterson uh get laughed at the dude like lose it he starts shaking yeah and they turn all red they too. get very nervous so anyways she took pie in the face what was funny though was that the preachers always end up getting caught being as hypocritical as everyone else was. Oh, yeah, those little... So, yeah, those... Jimmy Swagger, who was one of the leading opponents of pornography at the time, yeah. he wrote, like, I think something like 80 books against pornography, and, like, he got caught with porn. Yeah. He had, with his, like, he had this huge stash. He had a huge stash of, like, child pornography and all that stuff. Yeah. Like, it was just, it was like, this was the era of hypocrisy. This is happening right now, even to this day. Duncan Hunter, representative down in San Diego, oh, who won yeah. a camp, ran the most openly racist, Islamophobic, corrupt campaign. He was under indictment because he had stolen campaign funds. So what did he do? He blamed his wife. He threw his yeah, wife know, under the yeah. bus. Yeah, we talk about this. Turns yeah. out today that the DOJ just revealed in documents that he had used something like two hundred thousand dollars, like hundred thousands of dollars of his campaign funds on his mistresses. <laughs> he has something like five mistresses. This guy has on his website traditional family values, and he's anti-LGBTQ. Yeah, yeah. he's exactly. also a vape douche. 
I he love vapes the, on the floor. I'm a vape douche. It's yeah. always those guys, the traditional family, anti, you know, sanctity of marriage types that end up being the hypocrites. Falwell's the same shit. Yeah. His son has got caught with the pool boy and his wife. There's yeah, something y'all going are on nasty there. Nasty is what you, it is. You guys talk all that shit about morality, but at the end of the day, as much as I hate Larry Flint, and I do hate him, mm. I find him a vile, repugnant person. Yeah. He's at least honest. Yeah, he, he is, who is who he is. He is. Yeah, and that's. I think that's important in this situation, yeah. right? Because fuck the Falwells of the world. Yeah, I mean that's. I mean that's messed up. And also, let's F-U-C-T-M. face it. F-U-C-T of them. Fuck them. Fuck them. Fuck. I think the issue here a lot of the time too is all like exactly who's. Whose morality do we kind of yeah, jump to? Yeah, that's right? what it said, right? I was, you know, we're looking at this. I was looking, I'm looking at the Slate article right now, and they're talking about the trademarks that got through and the trademarks that didn't. Right. Right? And, of course, they're doing, like, you know, like, um, you can register things like Jesus died for you, right? Uh-huh. But you can't, but they rejected bong hits for Jesus. Huh. Right? I mean, This is, like, the DMV vanity plate. Do you remember yeah, how the, random Yeah, exactly, yeah. right? And then there was like a, you know, and then there was another one where it's all like uh you can't spell healthcare without THC was denied. Mm. But you were able to register say no to drugs, reality is the best trip in life. Mm. Like yeah, okay, they obviously go towards what a lot of us traditionally think of as positive messages, right? But I mean mm. at the same time Whose morality do I mean? We're beholden to a specific type of morality in Correct. this situation, yeah. right? And it's also they brought up an interesting. Um, this is bringing up the 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 long line of issues that are coming up with the voting and gerrymandering in North Carolina and in you know mm-hmm. in um, yeah, or I don't know what other state, but I think North Carolina they had mentioned because they're talking about that being a speech issue of can you really punish people by gerrymandering their districts Mm -hmm. for having a specific opinion that's opposed to Mm -hmm. what the government's is. Yeah. Right? So this then, they're talking about how that brings up, that opens another door Mm -hmm. to this, the gerrymandering issue. This reminds me of, um, so there's a, a, an artist named Joshua Luna, who I follow on Twitter, who I've posted some of his, or reposted some of his work before. Mm -hmm. But essentially a lot of his comics are about the Asian American experience, right? And the natural everyday kind of racist things that we kind of go through in society. Oh yeah, I've seen those. And more specifically, Mm -hmm. like, you know, Southeast Asians versus East Asians, like the Mm -hmm. different races, you know, because he's a, he's a uh, Filipino guy. Uh, And him and his brother have won several awards uh, for, you know, some of their titles uh, through Image Comics. Like Ultra in 2004. There's one called The Sword that's really good too. Now, Joshua Luna, um, he wanted to release a book called American Asian or Americanization, mm-hmm. right? Somebody, it's like American Asian mm-hmm. together, yeah. right? And essentially, it's a collection of those comics that he had created and put out online, talking about the experience and talking about race relations when it comes to, you know, his, you know, how Asians are kind of fit into Western society. Um, the issue that he that had brought up though is the fact that Image Comics essentially ghosted him mm. when he when he tried to release the book, um, and he was talking about how they basically re- basically refused to publish it. And when he brought issue over it, mm. they either ignored him or they said that it wasn't that they weren't going mm. to because it was offensive or that it was this and that. Mm-hmm. Never mind the fact that Image Comics has defended mm-hmm. uh, plenty of pieces of work. I mean, uh, specifically, like, there was a um, there was a comic by um, this guy, this uh, something Chaken, I don't remember his last name. Oh, Howard Chaken. Uh, he had a, a comic uh, that was criti- criticized for being harmful towards trans women and Pakistani men, mm-hmm. right? And um, that they defended. They mm-hmm. said, you know, that's his work, and we're, we're going to defend that. Mm-hmm. Amongst all the other... I mean, literally, my favorite comic, Tokyo Ghost, depicts the media 
filleting the president. Mm. You know, like there's a lot the image has printed, but they refuse to print Joshua Luna's work, which is just a collection of, of comics that he's that he's published yeah. online. Um, he was frustrated, so we brought that to Twitter to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And then the next thing you know, a couple of days later, Image informs him that they're going to be burning the rest of the inventory of his past comics and also taking the digital copies off of Comixology. Mm. So he wouldn't be making money off the past comics that he's a one Basically punishing him for calling it out. Now, they claim that it was, you know, it would just happen to be a, you know, a... a, Coincidence? A coincidence, because comic burning is a regular thing. They have to make room for inventory, right? But, Uh you know, it just happened to happen around the time that he had gotten... He had gotten rejected by Image Comics and got called out, Mm -hmm. and there's all this this other stuff. Now, and he's claiming that there's this horrible double standard Mm -hmm. at Image because they're okay with, you know, with defending certain free speech, but they don't want Mm -hmm. to defend his, Mm -hmm. which is ultimately just his personal experiences as an Asian American. Yeah, I mean, this gets into the problem of free speech is guaranteed and enshrined by a state versus free speech within the context of a private company, right? Yeah, sure. It gets this stuff gets messy. The free speech debate gets very, very messy, and even in social media plays yeah. a when, massive when, role in this. When people go on social media and they're like, "Well, uh, free speech, I should be able to say whatever I want." Private no, company, fuck, right? But then you have instances here where a private company is very clearly, you know privileging certain speech over others yeah right. i mean the, you know he brings up a good point too there was there was that white writer who pretended to be a japanese writer for years and they had no no issue with mm. you know there's a lot of things there and i understand image is a private company and image will do what they do but yeah. you know uh, you want to talk about about having to play to a specific morale code of morality they're able to defend a lot of a lot of comics this is an independent publisher a lot of the comics there mm-hmm. are pretty extreme mm-hmm. yeah but somehow it's like his depictions of things and they're not his comics aren't offensive in any way right mm-hmm. there's not it's not gratuitously violent there's mm-hmm. not there's not a lot there's not sex in them mm-hmm. right they're very but they do criticize his role in society and mm-hmm. how society you values know, him values him mm-hmm. and you know people of his community Mm. Right, it's probably the realest comics that I've read as mm. an Asian American man. So it's because and, it's bringing up societal issues and showing. Is he going to take his work elsewhere? He's trying to. He's trying to get it, but he's you know it's like that's their contract. That, yeah, but there's there's little there's some troubles that he's working past right now. But he set up a Patreon and other things. I, I always you know find Joshua Luna, Joshua underscore Luna on Twitter. Also, he'll have the mm. links there. Yeah. But I am going I am going to put money towards it because I think it's important, and I yeah. think you guys should too. It's dope. Yeah. Worthwhile cause. Yeah, as long as you you know support the people that like yeah support you know, lo- support artists yeah that's all it is mm-hmm. yeah and I think it's a you know and going along those lines too being that this is a very special day it is right yeah. our uh, our our cousin Nora's birthday yeah PhD our cousin <laughs> you know that's our sister bro that's my cousin she's our sister she can be your cousin that's fine Fair yeah enough. you know I'm the cousin that doesn't get invited to any of the family mm. events. You were invited to family events. You just don't come. What yeah. are you talking about? You had a family event this weekend. I wasn't invited. Mm-hmm. There was a graduation party you were invited to. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, well, see, now I, I can't go to that one because I got to pay bills. Oh, oh. okay. Yeah, see, right. Don't say we don't invite you to yeah, places. There you go. Yeah. I made sure that you got invited. What do you... He's in charge of the invitations. Yeah. Oh, uh, is that why I got it? Uh, I didn't get an invitation. Well, yeah, yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> I, I specifically said, hey, we got to make sure V's invited. So I sent a text. To the person sending the text. Listen, d- despite the fact that uh, you know Diz sent me one of those fuck off invitations that you send to people that you don't want to show up to your wedding and shit, <laughs> you know, um, this is a very special day. Other than Noor, I'm sorry. Yeah, you're gonna have to share this day with one of the most amazing people. 
that I've had the pleasure of being inspired yeah. by uh, Anthony Bourdain. Yeah, it's, it's Anthony Bourdain Day. Yeah. It's always a bit weird when you give someone a day. It is weird. And, you know, we have days for everything. There's National yeah. Hamburger Day, National This Day. But also, like, it's it's very much, again, seems... It's not a contrary to his personality, do, yeah. right? But it's like because it was kind of started. He hated by, shit like this, yeah. But it was started by his friends Eric Repair, who's a very yeah. accomplished, and Eric on or is um, Andre, Andre um, yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, Jose Andres and Eric yeah. Repair, um, and you know the idea being really, you know, it's his birthday. It would have been sixty-two, I mm. think. I want to something like that. But the idea being that you know this should inspire people to live life. Right, mm. and it's a, I think it's a celebration of Bourdain's life, and I think it's important because despite all of his demons and his and, you know and all the bad things in his life, mm-hmm. I think the one thing that he did so well mm-hmm. was inspire people to explore a world that they didn't quite understand. Yeah, I mean, Anthony yeah. Bourdain. Uh, everyone has a different kind of relationship with Anthony Bourdain. For some people, it was just his show and the food, but what uh, what made Anthony Bourdain kind of unique amongst these kind of food vlogger blogger media types was that food was really a medium yeah for culture right mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. don't get me wrong food was very important it wasn't that he dismissed food but yeah. it was it his, like, but he wasn't sitting there telling people about just the food it was like a means to an end yeah and for him it was about making the unfamiliar familiar one of the things i always appreciate about anthony portain whether he did his layover trip or his layover show or his parts unknown all those shows is that Unlike other places, he didn't go to fancy restaurants. Yeah, yeah. He didn't go to restaurants. In fact, he very rarely hung out with chefs. Mm-hmm. Most of the stuff he did was local places. Yeah. Right? He'd go to these... I mean, I'll, I'll never forget that the President of the United States met him in the Philippines. And he took him to a yeah. a place with plastic chairs. Oh, no. They, uh, they in Vietnam. Was it Vietnam? They in Vietnam, yeah. So he went in a place with like... Plastic chairs, like not just any plastic chairs, like the plastic chairs that kids have, like the yellow and yeah, orange, yeah. and and he they ate there, right? It was one of the the kind of remarkable components about about Anthony Bourdain was his his willingness to meet people at the working level, right? Like he was a man of the people in, yeah. in the truest sense of the word, right? Workers of the world type unite shit, um, and as a result of that, he did a really phenomenal job introducing cultures. Making things that seemed unfamiliar and strange familiar. This is the anthropology uh, motto, right? To make the uh, familiar strange and to make the strange familiar. Yeah, yeah. And he did that, and he did that very well. Of course, it's not a bad gig, right? Get yeah. to travel around the world. world and, he was yeah. a, a boozy person, loved to dr- his drink, yeah, and yeah. ate, and he basically laid around in the sun. Yeah, um... The thing that sticks out most for me about Anthony Bourdain, I was in a, like, I don't want to say I was a big Anthony Bourdain fan. Mm-hmm. I, I like the guy. I saw him when mm-hmm. uh, I went to Jimmy Kimmel Live yeah. as, like, a studio, like, audience. Yeah. And he was, it was him, and then uh, I'm drawing a blank, blank from the girl from uh, Pitch Perfect, the big girl from Pitch Perfect. Uh, Rebel it, Wilson? Rebel Wilson. Rebel Wilson, yeah. So those two were the two guests. And I thought Bourdain stole the show. Like, personally, he was my highlight of mm-hmm. being there. Right? How was he behind the scenes? Oh, he was Same just way? funny, laughing with the crowd and stuff. Like, he was, yeah, like, he was, like, cracking jokes. Mm. Like, he was just a good dude, yeah. right? Yeah. But, so, like, I, but I never watched his, his shows or his Netflix specials or anything like that. But after he passed, I think that, that side of him got to me. Like, 
the mental health. The mental health, yeah. right? Like, well, because he passed within a short period of several other people who, yeah. had, who had taken their own well, lives. Kate Spade. Had, Kate Spade. Yeah, yeah there's like a like, within a short period of time, there's yeah. like a contingent of them. And and I know for me, seeing someone like that who I thought was on top of the world struggle, mm-hmm. right? I think that opened my eyes to like, you know, like. I'm not alone in this. Even people that like I look up to or mm. that have a better social status than me or doing well that I think like, hey, maybe one day I could be like that one day mm. are still dealing with the same struggles that I'm dealing with. So I think it kind of mm. opened up my eyes and I think mm-hmm. it has for a lot of other people, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just because someone seems like they're happy or they're doing like the work that they love to do doesn't mean that, you know, mm-hmm. everything behind the scenes is great for them, right? Mm-hmm. And I think it shows us that we need to work better as a people to focus on destigmatizing mm-hmm. issues of mental health mm-hmm. and making it okay for people to want to go to like therapy or go see a psychiatrist and make it okay to 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 say that I need help. Yeah, right? yeah. Like, even, I think he, he certainly opened up a national conversation, but I don't know if it was a sustained national conversation. No. Is a problem? It right? wasn't. It never is, though. No. You know, if it, if it, you know, people talked about it. Yeah, but at the end of the day, like. You know, he for all the contributions he's made to the fields that he's been into, mm-hmm. right? How much of a contribution did his death make to the yeah. field of mental health? Well, I think that's part you of know, the, like, part of the issue with an Anthony Bourdain day, right? Is like it's good to celebrate his life, and it is important to do so because I think his contributions are phenomenal, and 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 I think he did go a long way to show people. I mean, he's one of the few people that highlighted things like Palestinian food, right? Like yeah, that's yeah. very rare. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, it's like. There's like this elephant in the room yeah. that no one wants to really address. Part of the struggle is the fact that there is a there's now pretty strong evidence that indicate that that things like suicide is contagious. Uh-huh. That is that the more there's news about it, which is why we see them in clusters yeah. amongst famous people, yeah. is that you hear about it and then it makes you think about it, and it like mm. so so that there is a component of that. But I think that there's still a place for a national conversation about it. I don't think we're very good at it. No. I think we've gotten better on mental health. I do think so. I think mm-hmm. we've made pretty great strides about destigmatizing we have, yeah, we mental health. We've made a lot of progress on that. Uh, obviously not within certain subcultures and sub yeah. you know communities, but broadly American culture is in a much better job. The depictions are also even better in representations in media and whatnot, right? I think where we struggle is is suicide. Yeah. You're right. It's, it's, it's such a, a tough, tough subject yeah, to talk about. It's a very right? tough subject to talk about. I think we still don't really know how yeah. to talk about it. There is a there is a really weird fetishization of suicide, also though I think in Western culture too, more so than anything else. You Explain. know, a lot of, like in this, I'm not fetishizing, me, but there there is a really weird thing where I feel like they use suicide as almost um, a lot of times like media or like stories, TV. They'll they can use they'll use suicide more. Not so much as like a positive thing, but they'll kind of spin it to almost feel like there's a certain nobility to it a lot of the time in certain shows. I don't, I don't think I've gotten that experience. Yeah, uh, maybe, a, maybe, maybe it is. Like, but I don't watch. I don't watch as much TV like as you do. Thirteen reasons yeah, why. That's, that's what you my know, mind went like that. like, well, That's the Netflix show. Right? Netflix so I have yeah. never. I've never watched the show. So the show, does, but that, it was called out for that. I think yeah, right. It does highlight the effects of suicide, like in Among the community, them. but. It, but at the same time, yes, I could see how it there was would an actually it. really interesting article that talked about how that show actually spawned more, a, suicides. more suicides amongst yeah. teens yeah. Yeah. because so the, I think the issue here is like destigmatizing mental health, but being careful about destigmatizing suicide. Yeah, right, because that does have you know repercussions of it. I don't know what the answer is because 
That's a hard one. I'm but not, I'm not the, a mental health yeah, expert. They also talk about how the second season of 13 Reasons Why it was much more problematic than the first one. Really? I've never seen the yeah. series. So yeah, I, know it, I only so. heard like some of the articles about how it was a it was a serious problem. I watched the first one. And it, it, it pissed me off. Like it, it, I got oh. upset about it because, number one, the story is tragic, right? But also mm. I'm sitting there kind of going, you know, you're... There's for me when the impression I got from it a lot of time was yeah. you know you're almost you're, you're almost saying that you're that everyone's gonna get this conclu- this like flowery conclusion at the end of it all. Well, I, right? I think and I it think just, it's it not, doesn't work that way. Though. I don't like, think it's glorification or fetishization. I think what you mean is it's romanticization. Yeah, yeah, that's a better there's word. There's a sort it. of yeah. like, and not that it's noble, but there's a certain like story component to it a sort of draw yeah. a drama to it right mm-hmm. like you you die but you leave tapes like like there's a sort yeah, of, yeah like i can i can see that there i yeah. can either because i think you're right in that regards mm-hmm. not necessarily no, like it's not noble but there's like a you know a way of making an impact yeah right and in the kind of tumblr generation and the yeah. self-narrative generation because i mean think about it so, social media tumblr etc all is about us inserting ourselves into narratives right or right. making the narratives about us right yeah. we're all soap opera actors we're all I mean, reality tv yeah, stars yeah, in yeah. our own little dramas and in that case something like 13 or 13 reasons 13 reasons, reasons why. can be very dangerous yeah. right Imagine inserting yourself into that narrative. Yeah. Who are you, right? Yeah, yeah. Right, or the same, or, or, or I mean, people already do the kind of morbid. What happens if my mom dies, or what happens if my family dies, my brother dies, or my right? Like right. you already do that, or your loved one, right? You, yeah, my, what yeah. if my wife dies or my husband dies? Yeah. We already do that morbid thing in our heads. But I think with Thirteen Reasons, it kind of shifts that story elsewhere. Inward. So maybe yeah. Anthony Bourdain's day could be also be a day of raising mental awareness about mental I health. Think, I think that's about, something about that should these, be done, right? Yeah, it is. I mean, it shouldn't just be about the stuff he did in his life, yeah. but also the the conversation that he started with his death. I think yeah, is, is I, I super think, important. I think that would be because powerful. you don't think of someone like Anthony Bourdain as a man who is depressed. Yeah, he's a little bit of a jackass. Was a little bit of a jackass in his life, and maybe sometimes grumpy. But certainly, you didn't outwardly associate him with someone. Yeah, as you don't, suicidal, you don't look at him as like a suicidal thing. or depressed. Yeah. And if you, I mean, if you watch your shows and you listen to way, the way that he spoke, the passion he right? had, right? Yeah, there was like, but that I think that's kind of the that's kind of the insidious nature of of mental health too. You never know, right? Is the reality is like they 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 talked about that with um, uh, what's his name? Is it, is it Chad from Lincoln Park? Uh, Chester Bennington. Chester Bennington. Chester mm-hmm. Bennington. You know, it's like you know the day before he was he looked he was in a photo with his family looked happy yeah. seemed like and then the next day it was gone right yeah. you know but that's so it's not you know the, the that's also another thing you know social media right it's yeah. all that it's all kind of there's a yeah. there's a lot of depiction but yeah. you just don't know that's yeah a lot of this, killer man yeah, yeah i mean uh, social media hides a lot of this stuff too right it's like yeah. we only put our best foot forward yeah right yeah I'm, I'm not posting pictures where like i look like fat like i'm posting pictures where like i look good you know like my beard's nice you look like a hobo right now yeah it's fine i didn't do my hair on my beard <laughs> it's been a long weekend but like you know, like you, you're literally when I post a picture, it's like, all right, what's going to get me the most likes? Right. What's going to make me look the yeah. most? Yeah. So that, that that plays a factor into the disconnect between. I mean, you simultaneously have an immense connection to people's private lives, right? Mm-hmm. And we just heard social media that this woman, uh, her uh, wedding announcement, right, was secretly monetized. By all these brands she had leveraged the proposal uh-huh. for months with these major brands all these brands were involved in this really rather intimate moment that she is an a, influencer? A, 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 yeah, she was an influencer okay. on social media right but she had like basically it was a it was basically like a brand merging more than it was a proposal uh-huh. um but so like it, you see that social media on one hand gives you like this 
access to the most intimate moments of our life, but simultaneously creates a great deal of of illusion, right? Yeah. Yeah. A great deal of, of concealment and obfuscation. We don't really know what's going yeah. on. And in then for lives. others, perception is reality. Perception is reality. That's true. I yeah. have to admit, guys, um, I actually hate sandwiches. Throw up in a lie. I'm a pasta guy. Uh, it's been a lie. Yeah. kind of carb. Yeah. yeah. But it's still a carb. Yeah, it's yeah. still a carb. Still of course. Carb. You still can't go keto. So, in honor of uh, Anthony Bourdain's day, what was your latest Sandwich Slayer blog about? So, I actually, um, this is great because right now. I'm I saw kinda, the fried chicken one, the hot chicken yeah, one. Yeah, man. So, I just went to a place yesterday in Fullerton called Clyde's Hot Chicken. Oh, okay. I heard right? that. You don't get a lot of, you don't get a lot of hot chicken places. No. Right? It's, they're starting to get popular around here, right? But people just don't quite get the spices right yet. Yeah, yeah. Clyde's was good, right? But you need something sweet to really offset those Nashville. Like it was good. You had, good you had solid pickles in that one. That was good, yeah. Good solid pickles, right? But if you guys are in Orange County. Nothing beats a solid pickle. Yeah. Of course it Fullerton. does. Fullerton. Check out Clyde's. There's another spot though in Fullerton called Holdak, which is like this like Korean fusion place. Oh, that's interesting. They do spicy chicken, but they don't do like that red they don't do like that red sauce spicy. Yeah, yeah. Their spices is more kind of in the like dried like peppers and peppers that. and everything, but there's like a touch of curry powder and they do this like Korean fusion chicken oh, sandwich that's interesting. there. I would go there and said personally, try both. Mm. But both are excellent. Well, let yeah. us know what your thoughts are. Diz, how can they get a hold of us? Yes, we're on Facebook, facebook.com slash currently nerdy. We're on Twitter at currently nerdy. Tumblr, currently nerdy.tumblr.com. Instagram at currently nerdy. YouTube, uh, it's just youtube.com slash currently nerdy. Go in there, check out our videos. Make sure you uh, like them, share them with your friends. Because we, you know, it's, it's not easy making those videos that take hours of work. Mm. Go show us some support for that. Uh, you could support the podcast. By subscribing to us on Stitcher, Google Play, and on the iTunes podcast app. Um, we got a few new reviews. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll read them off next week just because yeah. I don't feel like going in there and reading them right now. Uh, but we got some new reviews. So give us some new reviews and we'll shout you out on the podcast next week. Um, it's currently nerdy, obviously, on the, the mm-hmm. podcast apps. If you want to get a hold of us individually, you can. V, how can they get a hold of you? you find me on my fake food blog at thesandwichslayer.com. <laughs> Go and live and toil in the lies with me. Or you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at VTRAN214. That's V-Y-T-R-A-N-214. You can catch me on my social medias at A-A-O-L-O-M-I on our website, aliolomi.com. Or on our sister podcast, Head on History, which is returning this week with a brand new season. Diz. You can find me everywhere at Dizbula. D-I-Z-B-U-L-L-A-H. For everyone, currently, for everyone here at Currently Nerdy, thank you for tuning in. And remember, stay smart, sexy nerds. And all hail the Currently Nerdy Empire. <laughs>